Welcome to the Root Cause Revolution podcast with functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner, Audrey Christie. Hey friend, today we're talking about food sensitivities and we're going to touch some on intolerances and allergies too, but particularly we're going to talk about the root cause of food sensitivities because often practitioners, particularly new practitioners or you know, I hate to, I'm, I'm not bashing on health coaches, but sometimes health coaches will tell you that a food intolerance or a food sensitivity is the root cause of what is going on for you. And while it can be a nod to the root cause, ultimately, or, you know, it's kind of a chicken of an egg situation, a chicken or the egg situation, which came first. But we're going to talk about all that today. Welcome. If this is your first time listening, I'm Audrey Christie. I'm a functional and integrative nurse nutritionist and energy medicine practitioner. I help you heal from everything. I like to say I help you heal period, right? Not your period, but that too sometimes. Um, generally, I work with clients and patients for one-on-one um, chronic illness help. So those that have symptoms that won't go away, chronic illness or autoimmune disease. That's sort of, um, I really like to prove to those people that they can heal their bodies. Um, that's kind of my sweet spot after dealing with that in my personal life. But I also help people with natural remedies and, you know, acute naturopathic care for all sorts of different things. Um, so I welcome you to the podcast if this is your first time listening, and I'm excited that you're joining me for this. So first, let's talk about the differences, right? The difference between a food allergy, a food intolerance, and a food sensitivity. A lot of times these words are used interchangeably. Uh, even I recommend people to use them interchangeably sometimes, because there's not really a real wide public knowledge or understanding of what they mean, or how they have an impact on your body, on your human suit, or on your kids' bodies. So food allergies, intolerances, and sensitivities are absolutely on the rise. About one in four people, um, close, the number is actually over one in four people, it's close to two in four people, but not quite enough to round it, um, suffer from sensitivities and allergies. I'm sorry, sensitivities and intolerances. Um, and I would bet that a lot more suffer from them than that, but they are in denial or they just haven't connected those dots yet. Many researchers speculate that this issue is on the rise because of food manufacturing processes, and they're not wrong there. That's um, that's for sure true. It's also a result of toxins in our environment and in our food that make their way into our bodies. Um, and I I hope I harp on um, you know using organic foods for just that reason, but that's not a foolproof way. You're still getting toxins from the air you breathe in your home or outside. You're getting toxins from the products that you're using, maybe even from your water. There's all maybe from your job, depending on what you do. There's all sorts of toxins that can contribute to um, intolerances and allergies, even things like parasites. Um, you know, that that can be a, a trigger or a reason for these. Um it's also an issue of how our bodies have or have not adapted to the changes in the environment. So let's talk about what each of these are specifically. So this episode isn't really about food allergies, but I want you to know the difference between allergies, intolerances, and sensitivities. 
food allergies are serious, right? So are intolerances and sensitivities, but in a different way. Food allergies are serious urgently. It's an emergency. This is when you have hives and swelling, your throat can swell closed, your eyes can swell closed. So I want you to think of someone with a peanut allergy, right? We know that those can be fatal. Those are life-threatening anaphylactic reactions. It happens within minutes, sometimes at the longest, an hour to 90 minutes of exposure or ingestion of the food, right? It is a swift and severe response. People who have food allergies know they have food allergies. It only takes once for you to know that you have a food allergy. Um, a food allergy is immune-mediated, so your immune system is what causes it, and it's done by an antibody called IgG. Um, and I'm not going to dig into all the science, but really it releases a histamine. Um, thinking of what you, where you've heard that before, like allergy medication is antihistamine. It releases a histamine in our body. It causes our body to react severely enough that you have to often go to the hospital. Um, I've experienced this myself. It's not fun. Neither is the treatment or the recovery, but it is an emergency and thusly needs conventional medical care. Unfortunately, um, people overuse the term food allergy because in order to be taken seriously, many people in their friend circle, their family circle, and certainly dining out have to say, I have an allergy in order to ensure that they don't get exposed to a substance or a food that maybe they just have an intolerance or sensitivity to. I've said it myself. I've given the same advice to people. I give the same advice to my kids. Just say you're allergic to it because it's often the only way to be taken seriously. Now, food intolerances, different than food allergies, but in they also share some similarities because they are also fairly urgent. They happen right away. Food intoler intolerances are generally an enzymatic problem. Um, and like food allergies, they're often really obvious just in a different way. So if you think of milk, for example, which I don't recommend anyone drink, um, but if somebody who is intolerant of milk has a bowl of ice cream or a block of cheese, then they might be in the bathroom within minutes to just an hour or two with things like a stomach ache, bloating, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea diarrhea, or maybe something a little bit less obvious like acid reflux or heartburn. That is often a food intolerance. Now, usually, like I said, food intolerances are caused by enzyme or enzymatic issues in the body. Enzymes do the major work of breaking down food in the body. They are the catalyst that causes the chemical reaction. And there are tons, if not every part of the digestive process where enzymes, different enzymes are activated. So if you're having this issue, you might be a person that produces fewer enzymes. It could be that you have an organ that produces enzymes that is weak or dysfunctional. Some people can find a little bit of relief with supplementing with something like a digestive enzyme product. Um, I do have that in the apothecary. You can head to the show notes page at audreychristie.com forward slash 181 to um, see the brand of enzymes that I recommend. Um, and you get practitioner grade supplements at great prices, all, all that good stuff. Um, it's not the only brand, but it's the primary brand I recommend for this. Um, I don't condone anyone drinking milk or using dairy products at all. There are a myriad, like just tons and tons, truckloads, wheelbarrows full of heavily researched and documented reasons not to do this. So what I don't want to encourage you to do is to take an enzyme and then like start eating dairy products again. Or I had someone go to my apothecary recently, uh, order enzymes, uh, totally fine. And then reach out to me later. Hey, these work great. My daughter has celiac disease and she's using these enzymes so that she can eat gluten again. And it's working. 
It will for a little bit, but that will catch up to you quickly and the results are not good. So don't, I do not condone that at all. What I do condone, just to take a little sidebar here into enzymes, is what you should use enzymes for is if you have an enzymatic problem to help break down your food. So sometimes enzymes are needed temporarily to um, help the body digest food. I also recommend anytime you dine out to go ahead and ask for your gluten-free, dairy-free stuff, whatever it is that you need for your food intolerance or sensitivity or even allergy, and then still take an enzyme just because, as you all have, I'm certain, had an order be wrong, like maybe you ordered um French fries and they served you onion rings. Maybe you ordered a side salad and they brought you a Caesar. Like things happen between the your mouth, the server, and the kitchen, and then coming back the other direction. So it's important for you to um to to take something like an enzyme just in case. Okay. It's a just in case type situation. Um, eventually, if you keep ignoring food intolerances, because it involves the digestive system, it causes more body wide issues. It can lead to autoimmune conditions. It can lead to getting sick all the time with acute issues. It can lead to other symptoms like acne and joint pain and eczema and psoriasis and fatigue and headaches and migraines and more because it puts such a strain on the body and you begin to not be able to use the nutrients in the food that you're eating. Now, food sensitivities, which is what this whole thing is about, are sneakier, right? And that's why it's important for you to know about them. They're less blatant because they take a lot longer to react. Food sensitivities um, are the reason why I have people in my practice that say, I don't have a problem with dairy, or they say gluten seems fine to me, um, but they're suffering with seasonal allergies or chronic fatigue or multiple sclerosis or any number of autoimmune disease, chronic illnesses, lots of miscellaneous symptoms, right? With a food sensitivity, it takes... 24, 48, sometimes even 72 hours, depending on the speed of your digestion for a reaction to start or to happen. Um, with food sensitivities, we know that substances, food molecules that aren't supposed to be in our bloodstream find their way into our bloodstream, often because of um, a, a leaky gut or almost always because of leaky gut. And then the immune system reacts to them and not just reacts to them, but remembers them for next time. And it is almost the, <laughs> it's almost always overlooked this category of food issues. In fact, most conventional doctors will tell you that it's not an issue at all, but it absolutely is. It happens because of this delayed response, right? For a couple of days, even. Um, if you're sensitive to a food you can consume regularly, it can be almost impossible to sort out what the cause is. And so what happens is people go to the doctor for three, four, five years, and they finally land on that autoimmune diagnosis, right? And it isn't always that the doctor finally realized what they had going on, although sometimes that is the case. Often it's a case that if you keep hammering with your hammering your body with something it clearly is saying hell no to, no thank you, don't feed me this anymore, for long enough, eventually you cause major damage, right? So although I do think food sensitivities are critical, I know they're critical to finding, you know, your healing journey to starting your healing path to finishing your healing journey, depending on where you are, they are not a root cause in themselves. They're not. Um, they can be 
close to a root cause. <laughs> they're like at the base of the tree, right? But they're not quite underground. They're those roots that kind of stick up in the ground, if we use my tree analogy that I love so much. Um, so let's talk about what is what are the root causes for food sensitivities? Because like anything, they are a tree with many roots. Firstly, there are some genetic predispositions that can cause food sensitivities. But we know that genetics just loads the gun and that our lifestyle and our own unique bioindividuality is what pulls the trigger, right? It's the final seal on the deal. So the surface cause for food sensitivities is immune system dysregulation, right? And why does that happen if we keep digging a little deeper? So we have food sensitivities and that's caused by immune system dysregulation. You will find that what leads to that is something called gut permeability, gut dysbiosis, leaky gut. It goes by a whole bunch of different names, right? And that is caused by a disrupted gut microbiome. So what is that, right? Our gut bacteria are responsible for our internal relationship for, with food. They're also in part responsible for what is external from us becoming internal and then being pushed out into the body to literally become us. You literally are what you eat, what you can digest and what you can absorb. And our gut microbiome or those, the bacteria in our gut have a huge responsibility in that process. And that, that, of course, shapes our physical and mental and energetic health overall. It is our gut bacteria's responsibility to modify and process those food particles in a way that our immune system can handle them and that does not alert the inflammation process. Now, when this is disrupted, our immune system sounds the alarm, this uh, food sensitivity happens. Now, when you dig even deeper, there are many roots to leaky gut. There are things like antibiotics and over-the-counter medications and acids and Aleve, Advil, ibuprofen, um, even overused natural remedies like essential oils can cause this process. Um, pesticides, herbicides, glycophosphate, environmental toxins, toxins you put on your skin, stress, food choices, parasitic stuff, Lyme disease, co-infections, um, heavy metal toxicities, which would even be classified under environmental toxins as well. So, Hopefully you can see with that that it's not as sensitive, it's not as sensitive, it's not as simple as saying, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and taking a supplement to help, right? <laughs> because they, the issue is multifaceted, just like we as beings are multifaceted. So the question that always comes up with is like, okay, that's great, Audrey, I totally get it. Now I understand the difference between allergies and intolerances and sensitivities. But how do I know what I have? How do I know which one I have? Um, how do I know if I have intolerance, allergies or sensitivities? Well, it's pretty simple. Allergies, you know, right? We talked about that. Intolerances, generally, you know, and sensitivities um, can be tested a number of ways. So there are things called a food sensitivity test. Those are a little bit tricky because they don't always show things that if you haven't eaten it, it's not going to show up as sensitive, even if it even if it is a sensitivity for you. So they're a little bit expensive. Um, but they are really fast as far as telling what you are sensitive to. Another way to do it is through a food mood poop journal. And this is totally free and you can download one. If you go to AudreyChristie.com forward slash kickstart, I believe. Let me check that for you while we're here on the episode. AudreyChristie.com forward slash kickstart. And 
no, that does not take you there. So don't do that. <laughs> See, that's why we check these things. So I'll tell you what, go to AudreyChristie.com forward slash 181. That'll be the show notes for this episode. And that will have the link on it to download your free Food Mood Poop Journal. It has all of the instructions. But basically, f- what you're going to do for five days, and the reason why we do five days and not three days or one day is because it really takes five days before you will show what you're actually doing in the day. So the first um, thing, food, you're going to log all the food you ate that day, not in the volume. We don't care if you had one cup or six cups of popcorn. What we're looking for is that you had popcorn and did it have butter on it? Was it microwaved popcorn or was it the old school kind that you made on the stove? Or did you use an air popper? Um, Did you use coconut oil or butter or, or whatever to top it with. And then for mood, that is any single symptom that you have from mood to headaches, to gas, to bloating, to nausea, to joint pain, to a rash, to anything, anything that you have that is not, I feel 100% flipping fantastic. It goes on the mood um, column. Um, And then poop is equally as important. And you're going to rate your poop on a scale, the Bristol stool chart from one to six. uh, And then you're going to note the times that all this happened. So say you had breakfast at seven, 7 a.m. You're going to 7 a.m. breakfast. I had two eggs and a slice of gluten-free toast. If you know the brand of something that you used packaged, then that would be helpful because we can really dig deep into those ingredients. Um, And then you're going to say at 8 a.m., I had a little bit of a headache and I had a bowel movement. It was a six on the Bristol stool chart. Easy as that. You're going to do that for five days. And then what we'll do is you can look at this yourself or you can schedule an appointment with me, whatever you want to do. Um, I want you to be able to DIY this, but you can look at that and you can notice patterns and what you're eating and what might be causing triggers. And then you can explore those patterns more deeply. Now, this does take a little, little bit longer, but honestly, using something like the Food Mood Poop Journal is still the gold standard because it's still the best way to test. Now, sometimes we get all the way through food, mood, poop journaling, and we still can't figure it out. And we still have to go have that food sensitivity test done. And that is a okay, that um, it just that's just the way it happens sometimes. So those are two really great ways. Go to AudreyChristie.com forward slash 181. And I will have both the food sensitivity test linked up. That is an at home DIY test. Um, you order it, I ship you the kit and then the kit ships to the lab, a CLIA certified lab, and then the results come to me. And then we have a quick appointment to go over what those results mean for you. And it's all kind of included in that bundle. I also have the free download for the Food Mood Poop Journal on that page for you to download and do that. And then you can either interpret those results yourself or reach out to me and we can see what that means for you as well. So to wrap this up, food allergies are swift and severe. Food intolerances give you blatant digestive troubles and food sensitivities are delayed responses, delayed immune responses. Um, They're all important. They're all important to know whether or not you have or not. And the difference is, is one causes really acute problems and one causes really chronic problems that never go away. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Root Cause Revolution podcast. If you're looking for kind of that DIY journey uh, through your health with a community and a practitioner-led component, then I encourage you to check out the Root Cause Revolution membership. Um, You can find out there's a link to that on the show notes page. You can also head to AudreyChristie.com forward slash membership. And it's very inexpensive 
It gets you, people rave all the time about how much it helps. It You get two live Q&As each and every month. You get one group energy healing session each and every month, a mini masterclass, and then your membership, it's, it's better than a gym membership. It comes with one acute care appointment to use every month, um, and that can be used for yourself or anyone in your family age three and up. Then you also get discounts on labs. So what you're seeing in the apothecary that the um, food sensitivity test cost, you get a discount on that. You also get discounts anywhere from 10 to 25% on practitioner grade supplements. And so the reason why it's kind of varies is because different companies offer me different discounts that I can share with you. So what I can buy them for, you can buy them for much better than Amazon because they are actually what they say they are. <laughs> There's no counterfeit products. Um, so if you're interested in that, definitely check it out. It more than pays for itself just in the acute care information uh, and the discounts on your monthly supplement orders that you're placing anyways, right, friends? So thank you again for listening. I hope you have a magical rest of your day, whatever day you're listening to this. And remember that I am always rooting for you. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Root Cause Revolution podcast. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Ratings and reviews are always appreciated.